1: Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 for this Sunday night. Um I've made a big mistake. Brentford 3, Liverpool nil is not the score um, that you see up on the screen. It was 3-3. Three, three. It's because I had Palace and, um, in where Liverpool was. But I've made a mistake. It was 3-3, three, three, I promise. Don't, don't um, lose your mind on that. We're definitely going to look at Brentford 3, Liverpool 3. Um, we're going to have a look at the defensive slips that we had yesterday. And overall, uh, we were poor defensively. Um, <clears throat> we're going to give credit to Brentford, most definitely, as we go through this. And then we're going to look around the league, because there's been some interesting stuff that's happened in the league over the weekend. Um I think so anyway. With me of course is Shawnee, Grizz, and Keith. And look, lads, I'm gonna I'm gonna get straight into it. No messing about. Um and Shawnee, I'm gonna come to you first. Because um you know the lineup, Shawnee. It was. I think it was the most straightforward line if you could pick all season so far because of the injuries to Thiago and Carvey Elliott isn't there of course and Naby Kay to kick the grass during the week and we don't know what's going on with him now. But it was it was the easiest line the pick, wasn't it, so far this season?
3: Yeah, it kind of picked itself really. The, the back five we've come accustomed to and then Jones really the only sort of option that we could have put in there in, in terms of having more of an attacking threat in midfield and I had no issue with it when I saw it before when I saw it at half four or at four o'clock in the group due to where the uh, resident IK, TK in the west of Ireland Shawnee hmm. um, I we didn't listed, have any we listed any,
1: backwards by the way and we thought Allison was playing the front on his own
3: yeah I didn't, ha- I didn't have any issue at all Um, I didn't I wasn't worried at all not that I wasn't worried because I actually I was harping on all week about how this was going to be a really fucking tough game, and, and it turned out to be
1: that. It did turn out to be that. And Chris, I come to you like when you're looking. Like there's people in the chat there saying, Cade um, Fagan says we're defensively shocking." Others are saying that you know, um, Thiago was badly missed and stuff like that. But I, I'm being honest, Chris. I don't know. I don't know what difference certain players would have made there yesterday. I think it was an attitude thing from from Brentford and an attitude from us. That that kind of made this game happen. Uh, like overall I, I look at it and go, I don't think we played very, very badly. But I thought er uh, I suppose our um, I, I don't even know the word. The way air outlook on this game seemed to be one of and I hate to see it, and it's and we'll get on to it later about what it means for this team, but it, it was kind of like we'll just turn up and win. And I I got that feeling off Liverpool.
0: I definitely got that feeling. I'm glad you said attitude that was the word I was going to use. and I thought the attitude was, um, it, it seemed like the attitude was, um, we didn't want to do the, the hard graft, and that is so, so not like us. Like, we know what it takes now to win at these grounds where the atmosphere is frantic, the pressing is intense, the energy is high from the opposition. And as you said, with the lineup, there's not a person in that that would make me feel uncomfortable about that game. There was a slight sort of maybe a decision to be made with Jones or Milner, I think was the other option. Obviously Ox is way down the 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 picking order. But when you look I've been I've been saying to opposition fans when we got the big dogs back, like you know, the ones that we know about back, we feel comfortable. And that was the most uncomfortable I felt with the big boys back. In ages, I mean, I can't remember. Probably, I think probably Aston Villa. It's got to be right, uh, you know, where where the big boys yeah, were back. And, and yeah, I mean, all the other ones, you know, we've always had a vital component missing, right? So we know we lost six games in a row, blah blah blah, all that. But we've had we've had none of the, since we've had the big boys back. I think that was the most uncomfortable I felt. And I I agree with you. I think it was a, a case of desire. And wanting to get yourself like dirty and and do the nasty things first, which we can match anyone. You know, we pride ourselves on. If you want to, if you want to row with us, we can row with you. If you want to play football against, we can play football against with you. But I think they out desired us. I think.
1: I think there's definitely something to that, Keith. And you know, we've said it loads of times on this podcast that like Chris said, if you want to make it an open game or if you want us to sit back and you want to attack us we'll hit you on the break and if you want to make it dirty or you want to make it physical we're quite happy to do that and uh, we lost out in certain points ASC second balls in particular and I'll, I'll get onto it in a minute but but for you Keith when did you feel after the game or even even in the first 15-20 that was, it was a real case of we've come in here with an attitude and it's the wrong one and we couldn't seem to get ourselves out of it despite, you know, going behind going in front, going in front again, being pegged back, probably could have won it near the end we never seemed to get out of that attitude that seemed to be there from very early on
2: Yeah, I mean I've no problem going in with an attitude thinking we're going to beat teams because we had that sort of arrogance a couple of years ago when we we knew we would steamroll these these opposition uh, types of teams, but With this one, it just didn't seem right. And I think, I'm sure we'll all agree, the defensive unit were terrible. And that includes Fabinho in front of them. I thought was a bit off as well yesterday. And, you know, Van Dijk is back from a long injury layoff, right? And he's come back pretty seamless, you know. In in all fairness, he's played up every game. It's a a new forward. It's a new threat. it's It's a new, you know, we had Lukaku and he... You're already was matted to handle them, but you know, we've got through these games yesterday. It looked like uh, Grizz, I think, said it there the Aston Villa game from last season. There was no cohesion, there was no um desire. There was, they knew what you're going to get. Look, if you're playing Ivan Tony, you know what you're going to get. The fella is a good player, he's a strong he wants to run it down your throat. He's a battering ram, don't mean that in a disrespectful way. That's the type he is. And... The other fella, Mbwa, and we saw them. They, yeah, we saw them against Wolves last week. You know, they're a they're a difficult, um, a difficult trio for to deal with. I fancied us going into uh, the game, you know, to deal with them because we Van Dijk can deal with anybody, and Matip has been better than Van Dijk. So I was like, right, they're a tricky opposition, but this is going to be, you know, we'll go in here and we'll sort these out. Not in a cocky or arrogant way, just in a. Liverpool do this we know what they do and if I get him back to that well then happy days but it just wasn't right from the start it just wasn't right um, you know it does not we have this invincibility thing with Virgil van Dijk that he doesn't get beaten on the ground he doesn't get beaten in the air and when he does it's like oh Jesus someone beat him in the air well Ivan Toney was going up for him all day yesterday and he was winning every header and Van Doy just didn't look comfortable. He didn't look comfortable on the ground either, which is unusual for him. And Brentford, a lot of credit for them. You see teams that'll come up and you know the the pat on the back for the Norridges and and Grizz's mate, Daniel Fark. And they don't really, you know, they play away and they play one way and it doesn't really you know, suit them. It's it's all nice and attractive or whatever, but it doesn't get them anywhere. Brentford are going to take points in the league because the style of play they have and the ta- the tactical ability in their players means they will they will sweep up points all over the place. They're from looking at Brentford now for a second. Like you look at their defense, they've got Raheem Eden Pinnick as a player who comes up through the non-league, Forest Green screen or whatever we play with. Pontus Janssen and Chris, Christopher Ayer, I mean we were looking at Christopher Ayer last year apparently, do you know what I mean Pontus Janssen was a good top player for Leeds it's a decent defence they have, it's a hard one to break down, they've got a midfield then um, again the, the the German fella in there, what's his name, scores a second goal, Janle, he, he's a player, he's a, a serious yeah. player and Hansi Flick's in the in the stadium, they're looking at him. So the German national coaches in here looking at this fella, these are a serious team and they will take points. Now, I think we went, we expected a win. We went in there. We were very sloppy, but we were decent in patches. I thought Brentford personally ran out. They had a, a period in the first half where they were putting us on toast constantly. And then I thought they ran out of steam. But we just gave it back to them at the end. In the second half, they did. This, their second and third goals, I think, were just horrific. I'm gonna come on to them in a few minutes. Well,
3: I'm gonna, my, I'm my... gonna actually, I'm, I'm gonna come interject here, Gav. I don't think it was a problem with attitude at all, to be honest my. with you. And the reason being is because having not seen much of Brentford this season, only the Arsenal game, when you kind of put that down to a being the Friday night football first kickoff of the season, Brentford's first time in the top flight for 70 years. Klopp said something in the pre-game that I was going, oh, are they? I didn't realise. Klopp turned around and commented on how physical that these were and how, and I never knew that about them. And we just got, it wasn't anything got to do with attitude yesterday. I think we just got bullied. I think if you look ever since Klopp in, even in the years where we won Champions Leagues and league titles, we do have we do have this tendency to get into these ding-dongs sometimes with these teams. It happened with Salzburg. It happened with Leeds last year. There's been a few 4 trees, three-odds where we just see it out. Um, it can happen. These games happen. And I don't think we should go over the top in the knee-jerk. I don't think for a second we underestimated them, to be honest with you. I, I genuinely don't. I just think the two up top... Cause those major problems because that used to be such a tra- traditional approach to play. Like it's not like you're playing Burnley and it's Chris Woods and Ashley Barnes and yeah. the two big stockings. And these two lads are a fucking brilliant tandem. They
2: yeah.
3: one quick as well. You're gonna get on to it, but I think what killed those was the inability to, to to get on to second balls. They literally won every single second ball the yeah, whole day. But, 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 and and even even the thing is aye. Klopp is big on the second ball and the recovery of the wherever the ball goes. They were flicking the ball on and they, it was just anticipated, whether it was boy that Yanelt or the other Norgaard fella or in Wembo, it was just yeah. the perfect foil the two they were it was refreshing, Gav, to be honest with you. Brentford earned the fan of me yesterday because yeah. I thought these were a the soft touch uh, th- Thomas Frank is the type of coach you look at thinking oh, th- this is a, one of the European coaches who has this approach to the game they're a proper, proper side they are a proper side make no bones about and they've got some really, really good players a load of standout individuals for them yesterday and to be honest with you I think we've done well to get out there with a point in the end because yeah. when,
2: when you have an off day like that you can be so easily turned over Like like Walkford yeah. a few years ago when when Troy and that would be absolutely ramming it down Scarlett's throat, you know, and yeah, you get them. Just, they, they made us so uncomfortable yesterday. They
3: yeah. really did. And you could see, like you couldn't chalk it down to, you can't chalk it down to Virgil just being back from injury because they pulled up a, a graph before the game yesterday and he's top of every stat in the Premier League as a yeah. centre-back. Mm-hmm. So it just wasn't that. The, I, think, I think the biggest takeaway from it was that when Virgil has an off day at the back, we, we we so often talk about how Matt pulls uh, Van Dijk out of fire He obviously doesn't because when Virgil has a off day, it, it rings true. Uh, it looked like there was zero communication at the back yesterday. And I'm sure you'll get into the goals and we'll break each of them down individually. But that's what makes it so annoying for me is that we can see them three pinball wizard goals. And only moments of magic kept us in that game yesterday. So I think in hindsight... It's, it's a fucking brilliant point, and I th- I'm not making that out to be a positive. We could have been easily turned over yesterday, and we could have had no quarrels because they were the far better side of 90 minutes for me.
1: Well, um, Ramon's clear with a super chat, he says, Seems to me that there's something off with the defensive positions of our centre midfield. Felt like a continuation of a bad spell of the Milan game when there's no. a huge space between a midfield and defence. I'm not really on that. Really, yeah. well, I'm one, of, and, and I know where Shawnee's saying about uh, uh, you know, and I think it was Red Steve said it was application, and and I've seen this Liverpool side so many times go into games, and you know, you just know force twenty again. Pick a side, any side. It's usually any side that we play at this stage, where you know the force twenty is going to be. They're going to drop balls on top of you. They're going to put them down to the sides. They're going to look the. Hold you early, get free kicks off you. And Liverpool would apply themselves to the point where the, the other team would just go down that. Because he'd work so hard to be physical with you, win the second ball and then play Liverpool's game. And when Liverpool play their game, you quickly realise that you can't do that. And that's all down to application for me. And I agree with Red Steve when he uses that word. What I found yesterday was, and I'm not saying Liverpool underestimated Brentford. I don't think so because like you said, Klopp speaks a lot about... How good they are, how well drilled they are, how good players they have. You know how, you know um, their physicality, everything. He club knows it. He's not going into a game blind against Brentford. He simply isn't. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, I, from me watching that yesterday, I'm thinking to myself. I'll put it to this way, Shani. If we were playing Manchester City yesterday, we would in no way ever lose that amount the second balls ever. Right. Yeah, because they don't I, play like that. But but hold there's loads of there's so, loads of second balls in every f- game of football. Every game of football not like that though. But it Shawnee, listen, come here and I tell you, If a if a second ball is dropped. They can probably bypass hold midfield. Yeah, but, on, midfield. We, yeah, but we, that, that's fine. But that's fine. If you want to bypass the midfield, that's fine. But your midfield should be able to turn and say they're bypassing us, so we need to be ready for the second ball coming down off Van Dijk or the flick on that's going near our fullbacks, and we weren't. It was an application thing. thing for me. Yeah, now, I am giving
3: second balls, are, second balls are far easier to win if your defender is wearing the aerial jewels. So yeah, I understand
1: defender, that, and we and we didn't do that all day. No, we didn't. But it, but the thing is, is that i giving. I give credit to Brentford. I thought they were very, very good on what they've done. I think the, the goals they score are all very similar for me, where they're overloading in certain areas, and that's something they've looked at the and played one,
3: on. The first one is forgivable because it's a, it's a training ground set piece that's well executed. Mm. Now, Fabinho's was probably a little bit lax with the stick, but that's you can you can kind of forgive that one. But the rest, for me, does not like. Dav had a great shout in the WhatsApp. You could have sliced a, a credit card on Van Dijk's feet for the second moment. The ball comes off the bar. We just went that Gav, and yeah. that's football. You yeah. have days like that. You, you, it's you're gonna have an off day. you When an you're saying point.
0: when you when you are saying we're not at it, that's I think I, I, I might not speak for Gav, but I think that's why I meant that when you're not at it, that is an attitude problem. When you're not you're when you're, not, I don't, when you're I don't, not up for it. Let me let me nah, lads, so, so for example, if we play that game again, that shit doesn't happen. Yeah, no. right? I don't so, know. So, so, oh, yeah, so
3: oh, it's, you know it's not
0: a I chance that happens say, again. Well, I'm this is my point.
3: It? So why does it not happen know, again? Lads. I don't know if that. I'll
0: no, tell you look, what. Are we? we I think state? we're over-praising Brentford way too no, much. Well no. We, sure we, we should have. We had
2: chances to win that game that we, we had didn't
0: take. That we should and have, I have taken. What, I, up, I, give, I guarantee you, Salah scores that, if, if that's another any other Spurs, uh, City, Chelsea, whatever. Salah scores that. He was way too complicit with that finish as well. It is. It all comes down to we, whatever, it, whatever word you want to use. Maybe, you know, attitude... We just stick into one. Word. It, I think I think but it's, it's only, more, I, I think only it's, only it's more 11,
1: sorry, I think it's more points. about I think it's more about finding a way. And what I mean by that is is that we
0: find a way.
1: Yeah, Liverpool yeah. in the past and, and this season in games, you look and go, geez, they're being done down the side they're being done not early so much this season. But you know, um Milan, we're like we're getting in around the midfield, um, for that very short period at Anfield. And Liverpool found a way. And Klopp actually came out and said after the Milan one, we are too overindulgent when we are playing well, we got too excited by playing well and yeah, lost our shape. Do you know what I'm but saying? We but
3: controlled we, that Milan game for. Yeah, four I, I,
1: I, I know we did, but you see, we didn't control
3: we, that game at any stage. No, yesterday. no, and I think but there was just, probably ten. There was probably ten minutes after the tall goal where we started to carve them up, and I agree with you, Grizz. If that's nil all, Salah passes that into the bottom corner. Yeah. Never mind sports, Chelsea. If that game is at nil all, Salah's passing that into the bottom corner and we're not having these conversations. But we don't need to be... That's football. It, small margins. like They fucking played
0: percentages yesterday. They just played percentage football. Mm. That's no, all no they doubt. did. There's no doubt. Like, that's exactly what I said. I, I said that they've not had to score brilliant goals. Yeah, and that's exactly. what hurts the most. Yeah, None exactly. of their goals... Like, even the first you, one, you said it's a textbook... Curtis, fantastic for me. He switched you know, off. Yeah, well, he slightly yeah. switched off. He still had Again. to
2: execute that as well, you know what I mean? It was it's well even, executed. Even
0: switching off, that's another thing. We're just switching yeah. off. Fabinho at the far post, switching off. Virgil and Matic, the one that you talked, referred to um, with, with Virgil not getting that switching off, not alive and alert enough. Yeah, it's fair. not us. It's
3: not us. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I just think that it was. Uh, uh, sorry, El Drago 11 says he feels honestly, Klopp also had an off day. Yeah. Didn't try to change anything from the line with two new subs with some poor performances on the pitch. Uh, let's get into the goals because. Like, I don't want people thinking we're not giving Brentford credit. And at the same time, people are saying you're yeah, giving them way too much credit. Brighton yeah. went there and won last week and dominated and and that's why I think you you can have an off date. There's absolutely no no there's no doubt about that. But I think there was enough in that game for me in the first fifteen and twenty before the goal where Liverpool could identify what was going on and rectify it and he didn't. And I think that comes down to a little bit of nonchalance from Liverpool. I think a little bit of um a little bit of lack of application, and, and th- that's where I felt on it. Like, listen, I've no problem with Trial, we're top of the league, you know, and these things happen. When I look back at that game, I don't say to myself, you know what, Liverpool done everything they should have, and Brentford were brilliant. I think Liverpool were nowhere near what they should have been, and that's just the levels I expect Liverpool to be at. I'm not going to absolutely lash players and managers over and I'm not going to tell you Brentford are the best team in the country, but when I looked at it yesterday, the cold of the day afterwards, I went, with a few cans of me now I'm being honest but I looked around and went yeah it's a three all and I, I agree with Shani you take the you take the draw and you run away from it because we could have been done near the end and most of it I think, was application. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. But But it was a
2: ding-dong game. Before we move on to the odds, it was a ding-dong game because there was chances, you know, there's two cleared off the line on both ends. And, you know, well, their goals weren't great. They were creating some nice opportunities for themselves and and they were creating good chances. You know, it was was a really good game. If you take our our blinkers off, we suppose, and you are looking at it as a neutral... Great, game
1: of, Three great old, game of football. Loads of That's chances. I, mistakes. Was watching, I was watching it with a. I was watching with a, um, another Liverpool fan, a United fan, and an Arsenal fan, and we we're all just sitting there going, "This is a great game of football." You know, well, it, yeah. it, was, it was brilliant. You
3: go to the saying like you can use this one for this one in boxing. They say you box a fighter and you fight a boxer. Yeah, like we we didn't control the game at all at any stage yesterday because yeah. they just literally bypassed them in the midfield. Like They just bypassed right the midfield the whole game. It was, a, it was a game where I'd say if we missed one play yesterday, it would have been the quality of a Thiago to coin it. Because he, yeah. he is that metronomic type of player who will... Foot on the ball send, and move around
2: and dictate he it. Set, set the
3: pace in the game. And we, just, we didn't do what I think we did. We did a 10-minute spell after our tour where Jota has a chance and then Salah has a chance. And yeah. I just knew, I knew, I said... They will fucking get something here because we just were not on it. Like we, it was a bad day at the office for us. A bad day at the office with an uh, ordinary result. I'd say I don't think people should be overreacting and, and losing their show. This season is going to be mad. Just look, look at the yeah. look at how look at how quick everything is changing. sports went level with. Arsenal today, after they could Arsenal went about with Spurs today after not winning the first three sports at top of the league after the fourth yeah. mm-hmm. international break. They haven't won a game since, they couldn't win an argument at the moment. Last week, that Chelsea to- team was a mix of the 2005 AC Milan and 1970s Brazil. Uh, Tuchel was literally Mourinho Prime reincarnated and the best coach that we'd ever seen. And this football that they were playing and how pragmatic. And they were fucking shite yesterday. They were like stoked. Yeah. They didn't have a go at all. Pep was out the door, was falling out with oil states, uh, picking fights with fan bases. Again, City had a lit, the league favourites again after that the, the, the win yesterday. So the narratives are just going to keep chopping and changing. It's going to be that sort of season because fans are back now. So these little teams do have, Like, if that had been an empty stadium yesterday, yeah. like if that was a, if that's totally a pandemic. Different. That's a pandemic hmm. game of ball. None of that happens. They were completely playing off the crowd. Every time they won a flick on, the fucking stadium was rocking. You it was know a what cracking mean? It was, stadium And was bad, you love to see that. Yeah, you love yeah, to yeah, see like, that. It, it was just, it was like, look, I, I, I didn't enjoy a minute of that fucking game <laughs> yesterday. Because, <laughs> yeah. I know you were saying it was a great game of ball. It was no, I get you, yeah. It was torture yeah. for me because we, there was, we had so little control after what was going on. If you actually look at our goals, like the three ridiculous goals, yeah. The three like the three ridiculous goals. So it was just it was a ding dong that we we both played, took a point and in a day, and we'll we'll see us on the other side of Christmas. But I'm telling you now, I I won't be looking forward to that fixture next year because they will stay up, and they are going to be such a that's going to be a difficult place to go. We bashed Once them still, there next season. Well, you yeah. could be right, Gav. He's because even Townie, even yeah. might be leading the line for us next year. Good red, good red. Grizz, he, he was brilliant yesterday. He yeah. was,
1: and someone some time he's only five foot ten or something, and he like a salmon in the air. Um, unbelievable!
2: He
1: yeah, he's unbelievable.
2: One five foot, I'm five foot ten. Yeah, we're all us five foot ten lads. Tell it great right in the ju- air. Can you jump that high? Yeah, yeah easy, right. peasy. Yeah, easy. I want not a while. Peasy. Not for a
1: header. Grizz, I'm going to give you the first goal because. Uh, a couple of things on it. Um it's a well worked goal by Brentford. All right, but I think I think it's Jones that's quite lazy and watching the ball go behind them. I don't think the defenders do enough to stop across. And then I don't know what Fabinho's doing at the back post. Genuinely don't know what he's doing. But first of all, the goal itself, um, from a Brentford and Liverpool point of view. And also just talk to me about Fabinho yesterday.
0: Yeah, the goal was indicative of just set the tone for the game, didn't it? In terms for us. Um players switching off not being alive alert to the situation if that was a training move goal um, why hadn't it been analysed if they've used that before was it something not not used before I just thought you know it was a poor poor goal to concede I'm not I'm not giving them as much credit as everyone else is a lot of people have given them credit I'm not I I generally think a lot of teams are going to beat them there a lot of teams a lot of the big teams will go there and beat them And um, I don't. I don't think they had to play. I think they had to play basic patterns. That they they, they were playing basic one, getting through us, which is so so frustrating. Like like for example, the first goal you talk about. So it's um, two against one in a situation, and then one guy loiters outside. Is it who was it? Canos
2: who loiters? Canos puts the cross
0: in. The cross is in it. So he loiters just around Curtis. Curtis switches off for a millisecond and that gives him that space where Curtis could be, you know, blocking that. And then, you know, the rest of the situation uh, is very difficult to give Fabinho a shout in that situation because it happened so quick. You can't give, because a lot of people were saying give the uh, the other players should have given Fabinho or even Alisson should have said man on. Possibly Alisson could have, but in that situation, the first thing that you're taught as a defender Get it out of play and then argue later, and then and that's exactly what Fabinho didn't do. Fabinho, you know, for whatever reason, didn't see, feel, ah. smell the danger behind him, and that's all it took. Um, you know, fair play to the guy. You got a, an outstretched boot to it. You know, it's one of those goals that we conceded pre Virgil, wasn't it? Like, do you remember, Gav? Yeah. We I we we spoke about um, Virgil's first performance. Um, first comeback in pre season at Anfield, and I said, when I heard him say um, "focus" in the middle of the in, the in the in the middle of the goal, I thought, "Yeah, we're good this season. He's back to make us, you know, refocus and everything." It was totally opposite. It was like everyone had lost their voice. Everyone had lost their composure and organization. It was literally down to organization the goals that we conceded, and that's the sad part of it. It wasn't. I don't think anything technical. I, I generally don't. I know there's been clips put out of sort of plays where we're outnumbered and this and that. I genuinely think yeah, it's lack of, lack of lack of lack of miscommunication, lack of miscommunication.
3: I'd say. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they're very good technically, Chris. They have I, I, some. Really I, I don't really, think they
0: are. I really yes, don't think that, they're
3: very good technically. Oh, Yaman, yeah, they didn't Nogad, have to be. They didn't have to be. Yaman, Nogad no, and Yano spraying balls around the place yesterday, picking locks.
0: In the, I didn't see it. I didn't see that. I genuinely didn't see them. Fair enough. I I, I, I genuinely thought they played channel balls. They played overloads on our fullback, which is not overly technical for me. I just think they knew where to target us and tried their best to to make the most of it. And they did. And we couldn't handle it.
2: Their goals were all sloppy. That's the thing with them. You know, I'm looking at it there, right, and the fourth goal... Fabinho is too lazy on that because the ball comes to Canos Canos puts it across it's not a great cross he puts it a bit behind he a Tony. Tony flicks it yeah. AR I think is coming in on it and misses it so it's like it's a pinball job but it's not going super fast and yet it, it comes in it was a sloppy goal but they are I agree with they I think they're a very good team I think they're a very they're midfield lads and your man Frank Onyeka as well is a bit of a destroyer but they're going to walk teams very, very hard. And we didn't have the, the, the players numbers, that we needed. The numbers they get
3: in the box and then yeah. the distribution from the two boys in the middle. Like, yeah, man, that German fella, he won't be there for long. Yeah. He's not He's not going to be there for long. That's, I, I just think. And this is what they do. This is their model. They take really good players and they sell them They saw Lolly Watkins and Ben Rama on. So the club is running like this. They obviously have a really good scouting network to pick up players technically very good players and look Watkins has gone on to be a really good Premier League striker in my opinion and Ben Rama has proven this year that he's a very good player as well so they know exactly what's going on there I I couldn't let I was just surprised at how physical they were I didn't I it's not something that I had them down to be that sort of side but look we got into a thing. We got our noses bloodied yesterday. I think that was a kick up the hole that we probably needed. It, it's just unfortunate that we drop points on a day where rivals are playing each other, but we need to have a a little bit of look at perspective and think. Yeah. Look, we went one clear yesterday when it could have been three. We've a massive massive opportunity. We I think we're the only team now out of all of not not even more so you know. You, you know, you'd have won two Premier League titles already this season. Um, mm-hmm. with that with that wins at home to Newcastle and Leeds. Yeah. Uh Chelsea haven't Chelsea have had a couple of real statement performances. I think that was a real statement performance from from City on yesterday morning. I think we need a statement performance next Sunday. I think we do need a statement performance next Sunday to show that look, we are gonna be fucking in here. We're not really involved in any of the talk now for the title with any of the pundits or whatsoever. But we actually need to go out and put on a big performance next Sunday, to show that.
2: We Get the shit out of our system
3: yesterday. Yeah, 100%. the proper stuff in next yeah. week. You just hope that acts as a kick up the hole. I know you yeah. said that yesterday, Gav, but mm. that's all we can hope. People saying City and Chelsea mm. will destroy that Bember team. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, it doesn't work like doesn't, that. City couldn't be Southampton at home last week. Yeah, it's This is this, this the Premier League. This is the way it is. It doesn't work like that.
1: Well... I want to move on to the Jota goal, um, Henderson with the assist, and Keith, he's unbelievable in the air, and when you look at that ball in the yeah. box, he's the only one in there, Salah plays at the Henderson, when Henderson clips her in the box, the only person in the box is the Diogo Jota, Jota, and there's three defenders that comes over, and not only does he keep his eye on it and gets into that little pocket, it's a brilliant header, it's a brilliant, brilliant header. Um, and we needed it, didn't we? Because it's four minutes after they score and you're thinking the longer it goes on, the more confident they get. And, you know, like Shawnee said earlier and Grizz, the two up front, um, they were working well and they run behind you and they they'll stretch you. And if, if, if it's one nil for too long, you start getting worried that that's where you get caught again. But his movement is ridiculous for me. It's ridiculous.
2: Yeah. Um, it, we, we spoke briefly and you know. Christopher Royer is about six foot five, six foot six. Pontius Janssen's a big guy. Eaton Pinnock's a big guy. does not climbing above days and getting a towering header. He's got a couple of headers this season where he's, he's nearly standing on the ground and he's just getting a little bit of lift and bang. He's getting his headers. He directs them. He's excellent at heading the ball. Quite similar actually to Bobby. Bobby's actually not bad at heading the ball as well. Um, doesn't get the credit for the ball this Jota the is a bit of a bleeding dead eye when it comes in the air. I think he's struggling a bit in the last few games with his chances. Obviously, he missed the Seattle last weekend. Um, but when he when the ball comes in the, in the air for him, he just knows where to bury it. And you don't expect it from a player like that. It was an excellent worth goal. As we said there, You know, it was a game of two teams. We got three excellent goals. I thought Brentford got three scrappy goals. But it's all worth the same at the end of the day. It's a great ball in by Henderson. I think Trent Slides has in our Salah, he was a one of that...
0: We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass.
2: Or is it Jones? Salah is it? Salah slides it in. um, And Henderson just gets it up there and puts it into the danger zone. It's one of the things that Henderson is very good at as well. You know, it's when he plays on that right hand side of the midfield, three, and he gets around and can put in a cross like that. That maybe we weren't seeing from Harvey Elliott when he was there. Different type of player, totally. Um, but Henderson does have that delivery. You saw when they get was it Mane he got a header against City um two years ago, was it? Henderson got to the line yeah. and yeah. ping one yeah. back far, as yeah. well. He's he's he is actually very good at getting the ball in from there. But you put it in, Jota has no right to win that header when you've got three big giant centre backs in there. But he does. And you know, it was very important. You said it there, Gav. The score within four minutes, you're not letting the crowd whipped them up, do you know what I mean, and and it sort of put them back in that box and we done it again, sort of later on as well, but yeah, it was a, a vital that we scored there, because as the game was going on, you're looking at it and you're, you do, Shawnee said he had this feeling, it's like this isn't going to be the day and to get the goal quickly was key.
1: Yeah, it was, and just moving into the second half, because I'm dying to get onto this, and Shawnee I'll come to you Mo Salah um, makes a 2-1. Um, is a 100 league goal for Liverpool. Um, <laughs> every week we're talking about him sitting, doing something different, but, um, and, and he does miss a chance at 3-2. That will probably put the game to bed, but he's there. He's there again. He's scoring again. It's, it's outrageous what he's doing. And when I was looking up some of the lists of how quick he's got to 100 Premier League goals and, you know, how quick his record is amongst other Liverpool greats, it's, it's just madness. There's, there's no uh, word for it. It's madness. Like,
3: yeah, he's. Oh, I'll I'll say it with my chest. He's the best player in the world at the moment. <laughs> I think. Simple as that. And this moment, because well the the literally there's nobody in better form than than Mo Salah at the moment. For me, people can say what they want. You can, you can name me players from leagues you pretend to watch, but I'm not really interested <laughs> because yeah. he is literally the best player in the world at the moment and he was actually so good at the back end of last year that nobody sort of mentioned it but um just the, this, this, the second goal guy was like it's textbook Fabinho and then it's textbook Salah like the, the pass from Fabinho is outrageous and then the finish like he makes the most difficult finishes look easy but obviously he misses the one at the sitter at, at 3-2 and but we can't be all critical on Mo because who knows where we'd be without him at the moment. Um, he's so, so good. The records speak for themselves. I watched the video that Liverpool put up today, the, the 100.
1: <laughs> Madness, year, wasn't it? He's great.
3: It's, like, it's just, he's ridiculous. He's so, so, so good. Um, lucky to have him. And I really do hope that he does sign a contract and stays on because he, why is he now 30? 29. 29 I I, I expect him to operate at this level for another 5 or 6 years to be honest look at the fella look at the cut of him the fella yeah. is made out he's, he's in he's the Ronaldo out. sort of mould isn't he, like? he he's made out granny. he's made out he's just a rock he's my inspiration he's,
0: <laughs> <yeah>. you <laughs> can
1: tell Yeah. you can tell um, but Chris, but
3: Chris, he's the reason
0: so, I've gone on the liquid diet
1: Alright, Graves, I want to come to you because um, there was another little thing here from Optus Sport that said Liverpool FC have existed for 20- 129 years. No Reds player has ever gotten to 100 top-flight goals quicker than Mo Salah. Not Gerrard, not Torres, not Suarez, not Fowler, no one. He's a no winger. The Egyptian king is already a bona fide Anfield legend. Um, I don't think you can argue with that, Graves, can
0: you? Uh, look, Sorry, go on, Sean, going to say something.
3: No, bona fide Premier League legend.
0: No, yeah. listen. Yeah. At the end of the day, right? Don't let that line about he's a winger go past you. Yeah. Don't exactly, don't, let that, don't don't let, don't let that go past you. Stop and read that again to yourself. Read the names of those strikers and those are just Liverpool legends, right? Yeah, then go through, League as well. No, hold on, Keith, this is what I was going to say. Then go through the Premier League legends that he's beaten in terms of speed to the 100 goals. And then see the only three players Ahead of him are um, Shira, Shira Agüero and Kane. Are you fucking having a laugh? Like this guy's a right winger, and every and heat map, every fucking statistic, stat- statistician will show statistician. you. Yeah, that's the one. Will show you. Will have heat statistic. map of Salah covering that area. So, there's yeah. no proof. No one can, no opposition fan or any critic of his can tell me, ah, oh, but he plays in a system where it enables you to be through the middle. No, he fucking doesn't. He doesn't. It's his intelligence, pure intelligence and desire. And as Sean says, his his general well being. He's, he's He's perfect. He's the perfect example to any young footballer in terms of how to keep. You know yourself going and 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 in tip top condition, and the rest is just his natural instinct and desire to score goals. Very similar, very similarly to uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, and I and I don't say that slightly because we know Cristiano Ronaldo is, you know, one of the one of the all time greats. But this guy is on the way to being one as well, in my humble opinion.
1: He he is for me. Um- I think he's just unbelievable and, and I, I keep getting into rows over, over him and, and Luis Suarez. And I just, I get where people go and they love watching Luis Suarez, but there's no comparison of Luis Suarez at Liverpool to him, to Mo Salah for me. Keith, um, Klopp on Salah. This is a tweet from Paul Garst. He says, exceptional. Two weeks ago, we got a hundred in the league. Now a hundred for LFC. We have to give him another short with a hundred on it. His numbers are insane, incredible. But I know Mo and he thinks about the two he missed, of course, an outstanding achievement. And that little bit in the middle, Keith, he thinks about the two that he missed. That's the drive Grizz is talking about, isn't it? That's the, the appetite to to be just get better and better and better, regardless of what age he is or what numbers he puts up.
2: Yeah, the thing with the thing with Salah, um, we've seen strikers down the years in the Premier League, you know that they they miss chances and it'll get into their head or they take so many chances to get their goals. Salah's... We think of the numbers he has, and think of the chances that he misses. This fella is absolutely outrageous. Do you know what I mean? Like it's—he he doesn't get the credit he deserves. We say this all the time, but the um, the fact he knows what he can do, he's he's not worrying about you know if Ronaldo was in the league or Lukaku was in the league or whatever. Whoever's in the league, Most Salah is looking there and thinking, right? I'm gonna go for 30 goals in this league this season. I don't give a shiny shite or else Any other striker is down. I'm gonna do this. If I have an off day, I'll still get a goal and I'll still be looking at the next game. So many players go through the patch where they they just it gets in their head. My missus, we were watching the game here, and my missus just said to me before he scored, I hope he doesn't have a mic alone. wasn't he stuck on a hundred ninety-nine for a while trying to get to his hundredth? I uh, went a good while Michael Owens trying to get in. she says, I hope he doesn't have that and within two minutes or something he scored but she picked up as well on the thing she was disgusted that he'd done a VAR on it because they took away from his, uh, his joy of getting his 100th goal now I was delighted yeah, that the lads it's went ice. over
3: he takes away from himself. He keeps turning around the fucking lines, man, and saying. That's I what I was going to say. He done it
2: against about. Milan as well, dude, like he's yeah, looking not, over he's and going he's, going he's, to look he's he, I'm not sure. Yeah, he yeah. said he's now Lewis Garcia. Just fucking run and celebrate. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Just, yeah. just get off and celebrate. But you could see what it meant to him and what it meant to the the, the teammates. I mean, the, 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 the lads are right. Really, you know, when you look at the players that he's got there quicker than in Liverpool, and he seen the start there today like that. He's what's he one? is he behind Didier Drogba in the all-time three goals or something behind Didier mm-hmm. Drogba? And but Mane is only like, yeah, yeah, 115 games. Yeah, but Mane is only like five behind Drogba as well. And we've got like two African players in the team that are going to overtake Didier Drogba. And if you look at the, the, the standing that Didier Drogba has in the Premier League, people would say he's one of the best strikers ever to play in the Premier League. Mo Salah's putting his goal record on bleeding toast here. And he's blown the arse off it. You know, look at the players that he's outscored. And Grizz touched on something there. Look at his heat maps. Ronaldo went to Madrid. And even at United at the end, he played, very, he played a lot centrally. You know, he moved centrally to get his goals. Salah still plays quite wide. At, M- at Madrid, Ronaldo was essentially gone centre-forward. Do you know what I mean? And he adapted his game. And he became a goal machine. Look, there's no argument about that. Salah still doing his work off that wing. Reminis so, I mean, maybe Henry is the only one that went wide as much in that that top echelon of Premier League goalscorers but, yeah, but most allies. is but, but he's not going central which I thought he might have seen him more central he's not he's still staying out on the wing he's doing all this damage from the right wing
1: yeah but the thing about Thierry Henry was Thierry Henry was Arsenal's main striker he was the central yeah. striker the reason Henry used to pull wide was to get to expose people and get them one-on-one in those areas and it wasn't really wide what he used to do was he used to come into an inside left channel he would he'd never stand out the touchline but what he'd do is he'd pull you wide a little bit wider and i was send out of the central areas and then he'd look to expose you because to be a gap between you and your center half me and if he got by it he was into a gap and you were never catching him he was outrageous Thierry Henry like fucking outrageous but Salah for me is just a winger that scores Ridiculous amounts of goals. You do you do look at his heat map. It's literally all the way up the right wing and then moves in slowly. But you never yeah. see a massive thing where it's like he's always in the middle of the goal. He's not. The yeah. only time he's in the middle of the goal is usually when he's just scoring. You know he does an awful lot of walk off the off the right hand side. and He just is a winger. Chris Brax's strike, but got a hundred and four. S- Salah will smash that in over a hundred in over a hundred games. Less I think yeah. is what he means. But it was madness. But Grizz, that's insane. On.
0: That's that's insane. Just yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, and when you look, and when you look at the size drug drug, that Chelsea that that but played in, absolutely
0: you know, one so of the most two two dominating teams. Yeah,
1: over it's two seasons through. they were unbelievable, yeah, yeah. Chelsea. Yeah, unbelievable yeah for all oh, four, five, team. and five, six, they were brilliant. Insane, but um, it's just mad, mad numbers. And even when you put that list up, like you've all seen it, like the quickest to one hundred Premier League goals, and I think only above him, I think he actually done it quicker. He might have done it quicker than Henri, but he it's it's like Aguero, Kane, Shearer. You know and yeah. they're just three out and out strikers, they're just three killers. They're
2: not pulling wide, no, 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 no. Shira never going pulled wide. Center backs and yeah. Fullbacks. Yeah. Aguero they loved
1: can... to play in that 10. The only place Aguero used to go would be he pulled maybe a little bit left or right, but usually a little bit deeper sometimes. Uh, uh, yeah. He would, he would, you know, he would in the in his game. He had it in his game, Aguero, where mm. he could he could create as well as be a main striker. Shearer yeah, was just needed. a killer down the middle. Them, and them
3: boys took Penos as well for the forward, like Salah didn't get on Penos until halfway through his se- second, third season, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, they're, but they're just they're central strikers, and you look at Aguero, you look at Shearer, Kane. you know, people go on about the creativity of Kane, and I'd be seen it mostly under Mourinho for me, but um, he's just a fella in front of the goal, you know what I mean, it's just, he's, ah, there's no more words there's just really not, you just have to, yeah, it's going to get to the stage where he's going to keep doing this and people are going to go, yeah, but he's Mo Salah, that's what it's that's going the, to get
3: to. That's the thing now, isn't it, is that... Uh, only Mo Salah has, this, yeah. only Mo Salah has yeah. this only Mo has this only Mo has this and that's that's the legacy he'll leave behind I think like I think everyone now loves nostalgia and they look looking back at these players but we won't really Salah won't really get his flowers until he's gone I feel because I'm, yeah in, most don't yeah exactly and that's that's just normally how it goes but he is as elite as elite gets and yeah. Long may it continue. Because to be honest with you, he is the type of player that can win this league on his own. That's just how good he is. He is,
1: he is that good. And, and the shape he's in, Sean, you look at him, and he's just a machine. And people would say he might use lose a yard of pace. He's becoming a way more intelligent in this game for me. He's oh, more rounded wow. for the yeah, team now. May, way more rounded in his game. And how he's looking to... You remember Mo most Sally used to get it, and you go, he's so quick, he's just going to look to burst past trying, people. But now he's, he's looking to bring to, players into play play. Yeah. And... That negates that any lack of pace that he might or yard yeah, of pace he, he's lost.
3: He's playing with a smile on his face as well, which is yeah. nice to see. Yeah. Because it hasn't always been the case for him, to no. be honest with you. Now I I just hope that the contract situation is sorted out. Oh, just give him the
1: fucking contract. It will and be
3: like, such a it would be a massive boost to us, to be honest with you. I, I really do because he's really starting to feed off the energy of the fans now. You can see the jerseys had to come on off a couple of times this season. And Keith said something earlier that he won't care that. I think Ronaldo being in the league is good for him. I, yeah. th- I think that would be sort of a benchmark for him to think, I'm oh, going to outdo you his... every week. He, I think Lovren... He, Lov- Lov- he
1: goes to 3B Harry Kane and goals every year. Yeah. Lovren
3: put up a post today and Lovren actually blocked out his response because oh, he yeah, said... yeah, yeah, Because Lovren de- said...
0: It's oh, definitely, I think... Yeah, it's the the They talk about it all the time. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but what I meant was he doesn't worry about them. Do you know what I mean? It's it, it, he will channel that and he'll use it because, as Gab said, Harry Kane he always knows. Even even Mane, he wants to beat Mane every season yeah. because the, you know that'll come down then to who'll win the African Footballer of the Year. Do you know what I mean? Who has a better season between them two? But it's true so that he is. To he does it. use that feed off. It.
0: But it, but but that is another important thing. You know, like you spoke about. His smile and the sort of his, um, his demeanour is more positive. And Gav spoke about his all rounded game. And part of that is the interplay between we're seeing now between the three, whoever three are there, and Elliot, before Elliot got injured. You could see they're working in tandem now. And where we used to say Bobby is the, the key to that, I think it's Salah now. Salah is the key to that now and you see him receive the ball in so many situations where normally you think head down try to beat the man or cut inside take a shot there's so much variety to his game now every time he gets the ball and it's almost like Sadio Mane's role if you guys remember Sadio Mane used to have that role a lot
1: yeah and if you I think if you look at the and it's been on the midweek fix a couple of times with the, with the um average positions of the the right side of midfielder with, with with Trent and with Salah, they're getting so much closer to him. And the reason yeah. I think they're getting so much closer to him is because they're using, where they used to try to get Salah to expose a, a, a full-back, leave him out there on his own and let him go at people, where that usually is he being doubled up on, they're putting more numbers around Salah. And when by putting more numbers and more bodies around Salah, it means that the other team has to fucking stretch a bit more. And, I, and weirdly, leaves more room for him to play. And I think because he is becoming more rounded, instead of looking to expose players on his own, he, like Harvey Elliott is a brilliant example. He was striking up such a relationship and Sean has never stopped going on about it. The relationship he was striking up with Harvey Elliott where, he trusted Harvey Elliott so much that he gave given the ball and go, I'm going to give this to this fella and he's going to know where to put it from me in a minute. Am I going to take two or three players out of the game instead of me having to try beat two or three on my own? I think it's, and it was, that's the, probably the hardest thing about the Harvey Elliott thing. I think the relationship that was striking with with Mo Salah is probably, is a huge, huge loss in it all. Um, Dinesh, with the longest YouTube name in the world, I can't read it all out, but Dinesh says, um, he thinks Mo Salah will become the best Liverpool player in the Premier League's history. And as he and he knows, in his opinion, that Liverpool are going to win the Champions League League and Champions League, I think. That's a huge show from Dinesh. I like it though. Um and Chris Brack says his interplay has much improved. Grizz Don't
3: be threatening me with a good time, Dinesh.
1: It goes. <laughs> <laughs> um we we don't forget anything on this show. Um but Grizz, it goes two all well, and then Cortis Jones makes a three two with a cracking hit. And I thought he was at best midfielder yesterday, just, just to put that on record, right? And then he subs him off. Now, fourthly, Chris, the goal, really confident, comes inside, good strike, little clip little clip off the defender, I think. But then he takes him off, Chris. Did you find that weird? Or did you just think Klopp is just, they're looking at and they're thinking, you know, Jones hasn't played loads and loads of football, might be going on his legs a little bit. What did you make of it? That was a strange one to take him off.
0: Yeah, I, I thought I thought, look, first a word on Jones because you know there's always this sort of um, there seems to be a section of the fan base that sort of um like to like to, to sort of speak ill of a player when another emerges. So the emergence of Harvey Elliott <laughs> has suddenly caused the wankers in the fan base to start questioning Curtis Jones now. And it's it's stupid, absolute silly. Um, I keep forgetting he's 20, Gav. He's 20 yeah. years old. Yeah. And he's being asked to play in probably one of the most, probably one of the most tactically um, sort of astute central midfields in, in, in European football, in a Jurgen Klopp central midfield. And he's been asked in his very small career to play a variety of roles. And he's done everything that's been asked of him in one of our most horrendous seasons injury-wise. And, you know, people are out there sort of questioning his, his ability. I've never questioned his ability. Never. I just wanted to see, um, just from a selfish, my point of view, you know, means all to him. But I just wanted to see myself, for him to create a, a definitive position for himself. In this team, I didn't want him to be become a, a a jack of all trades and a master of none because I think he's got the ability to become a proper footballer in a, in one. A Grealish, he could be our Grealish, for example. Um, I thought yesterday's performance was was brilliant. I think he was clear of of our midfield, the other midfielders. I thought the goal is what we asked for. Goal contributions, goal contributions it doesn't have to be goals, but just create chances, take shots because. Watching him in the under 20s, under 21s, like I, I did manage to quite a bit over a couple of years, he's always, always come across as a calm finisher, a cool finisher, a confident finisher, um, you know, a creator, you know. And, and, and I thought yesterday that goal, it took a slight deflection, but it was a brilliantly struck goal. Superb. And the timing of the. And it, look, Gav, even if, like you suggested, maybe Klopp thought his legs were running out a bit. When you've scored a goal like that, let me tell you, because I've scored a few give, like that. when 10. when you The adrenaline don't let you fucking stop for 10, 50 minutes. You press like a mother. You understand? Yeah. For the 10, 50 minutes. And time. that's what we needed. That's what we needed at that time. We didn't need a fresh Bobby, even though Bobby is fucking pressing himself. But Bobby's a total different type of player, energy-wise, especially we've seen coming off the bench. I thought it was the wrong move. If we didn't take the lead, that was the move I was looking to do. But for the fact that we had taken the lead, you give the kid five, ten minutes to press like anything. And was, then you assess the situation.
1: It was a strange one for me because like regardless of what was going on in that game, like and you all mentioned it earlier, they're bypassing their midfield. All right. Now Bobby Firmino's one of his biggest attributes is he comes on and plays up front, he links play, he gets some goals, he gets some assists. One of his biggest attributes is when teams look to play in midfield, he's there and he's around them and he's trying to nick balls off them and he puts them under pressure and allows us to win the ball back. But when a team is playing, where they're going, we've no interest in our three midfielders. We're going to put it up there and if we win a flick on, we're going to chase it and if it drops down, our three midfielders are going to be on it. Bobby Freeman is not going to chase them three fifty 50 yards up the pitch to try to get it off them. So, I agree, like, I, I would have left Curtis Jones on and went, give him another five, alright, give him another five, and because he's in the area of the park where they're still going to look to exploit, and they're still going to look to, you know, win second balls and stuff like that, maybe he wanted to bring Firmino on, why didn't he bring on? Bring him on for Jota, just change something up front. Bring him on for a money. Eh? Stick Jota out wide. You know what I mean. Do something like that, but it did, it made very little sense to me as to why that sub was a being made after he just scored. Can I? Just, I agree. Can I just you give him five more minutes, but but the position. Bobby the sense was of it. stripped and
2: all, wasn't he? he was yeah, stripped but the, the call, sense he was, of it was, a bit was making that sub. I
1: thought it was a bit strange. Uh, well, don't get me you know, wrong. Don't get me pretty wrong.
2: Pretty.
1: If if sorry, if Curtis Jones doesn't mm-hmm. score there, I can kind of get the idea why you bring him on because you're looking to unlock and he's that sort of player. But when he scores. You're kind of going, well, th- this is only going to be ramped up now where they're going to just bypass and start hitting balls. It just didn't make sense. Go on, Grace Keith. I'm, so. I'm
0: just going to finish off by saying it literally was uh, Jürgen Klopp. So we've spoken about sort of why did he change certain stuff? And if he saw certain stuff going on at the start of the game, during the game, why did he adjust accordingly? I genuinely thought he looked at their team and their forwards and everything. He looked at ours and he said all right, you want a fucking gunslinging match, let's do it, we'll outscore you. It was back to that Jürgen Klopp for me, that mentality. And he thought, I'm going to outscore you guys. If you guys going to fucking come at me with five, six people in our box, we'll counter you with our three, four forwards. And I genuinely think that was the game plan as opposed to what I wanted, what do we know, or, or a lot of people were asking for was bring on Konate, double up on Trent's side, you know, and then just firm it up. But Jurgen Klopp is that type of manager who's as mad as 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 Frank for the other team. Thomas Frank is it? Yeah. You know, he thought, all right. Well, if you're brave enough and to do it against against my team, I'll fucking show you brave. And and I, I, I generally thought Klopp got into the emotion of things as well and thought we'll outgun them. We we'll, because it it literally look even though it was three all guys that could have been five two four two at the end, very very easily yeah. because we had a quick fire three. Guilt edge chances, and that which, if been, we take
2: them, if we take them, the
0: substitution is fine. The hindsight's a great thing. Indeed, and then, know? and then we say, and then we would have said, Plucky Brentford, yeah. thanks, brilliant atmosphere, yeah. lovely. We great change by Klopp,
2: uh, Klopp going for that and, and going with the forward attackers. You know, if Mo puts in the one that he should have put in it's a different outlook and look, I think the Curtis Jones thing, I thought he was, I thought he was very good. I know we said he switched off on their first goal, but he hasn't played, he hasn't had a lot of minutes this season and I can understand that maybe protecting him a bit, but yeah, I agree with the lads. You give him, you played a hot hand and you just so scored. Whether Bobby is stripped and they're going to make that sub. You've seen it a hundred times before. You just put a top or a bit back on the blade, the player on the line, tell him to sit, and we get you on in a few minutes. It, it was a strange one, but like I said, it could have been different if if Mo takes a chance and we were far two up, and then we run out winners. It's all great. It's, it's a tactical yeah. master. It's just, it's
1: just for me. The change is coming in that area of the pitch where he's looking to change it because yeah. we're not winning, and then we are winning. And I'm, I'm kind of looking, going, you probably need to keep your midfield as strong as you can. And already, there could be things around, you know, analytics around Curtis Jones and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I, I think you give him five more minutes. And if you think no, he's still his legs are still going here, we need more. I don't even think Firmino's to change them. So it was a bit look it's one of those. Um Shaka says one sub in ninety five minutes, Klopp could have done better, in his opinion. Dinesh um has another super chat and he says he became a Liverpool fan after watching the eighty six cup final against Everton and winning the double at the age of eleven. In eighty six and eighty nine, Liverpool could have won the UFC. I presume he means um because 'cause he'd fight for anything and, and they deploy themselves like that. Um the 87, 88 Team of Liverpool is oh, ridiculous. I don't
2: know. Um, UCL is it typo. Does it mean no. the Champions League? UFC. Because we were banned. I well, know, yeah. But does it mean the Champions League? Yeah, I don't, League? Know. I don't Maybe know. He just
1: thinks we could have won anything because we were four years. I don't know. <laughs> um, we could have won
2: the tra- UFC before it was established. Yeah. 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 Or, or, or,
1: or, <laughs> we could have um, started the UFC. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm what thinking that might
2: be the Champions League and he might
1: have done a typo. I want to just talk about. Um, I want to get a man of the match, obviously. I want to have talk about another couple of clubs that. Are, Um, over the weekend, right? But, Shawnee, I'll come to you. We've argued this tonight about how good Brentford were, how good or bad we were, um, application, all that sort of stuff. But at at the end of the day, you know, I'm not saying no harm done. We should have won the game for me, but we didn't. We still get a point. We're still fine. We didn't lose. Yeah, uh, everything's fine. But But I want to ask you, Shawnee, is there a lesson learned there now? Is that something that you know? Klopp comes out and gives credit to Brentford and says, "Look, this happened and that happened." But is there a lesson learned there, Johnny, Where you know he's going in there today and he's saying, Right, that doesn't fucking happen again." Bang, bang, bang. Wasn't good enough. Um, it doesn't happen again.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think we got our nose bloody yesterday, boy, boy Brentford. I really do. Um, we were lu- we were lucky in the end. It was I know we said we had guilt edged chas- chances, but even Tony got us clean through on the 90th minute and. Van Dijk does as Van Dijk normally does he, he makes an unbelievable block and I thought he was going to be out for another season after it because I just, <laughs> the way it you just felt. looked, looked yeah. like the maddest yeah. challenge ever yeah yeah It like we got our noses bloody out. a few egos would have been bruised yesterday you know I think I genuinely do because little old Ivan Tony coming up from the championship uh, and your man Wembo <laughs> they gave our boys a run around and um, we were talking on this podcast about and I still do believe they yeah, are one. One game won't change my opinion. The best centre back player in, in in Europe at the moment are yeah. Van Dijk and Matip, and I don't think anybody would have many arguments if you said that to be honest with you. And they got the run around yesterday. They really did. They were out battled out outwitted, and beat my quality. And that's not something that we can normally level up Van Dijk. And I'm not. I'm not digging them out because the human at the end of the day we have no divine right to win every single game. Exactly. And yesterday was proof that if you don't show up and if you don't turn up and if the opposition catches you out of cold, you will get fucking turned over. I think we were blessed not to get turned over yesterday at, at in the end because I think over the 90 day, we're the better side than us. I know we had chances at 3-2. Three, three they done
1: the job better,
3: Which we did. And they did, They They implemented the gameplay yeah. better. Yeah. In, in, the, in the end yeah I could probably put my hand up and say yeah you probably are yeah, right the application could could have been a factor but it, part of away, way now city, away, or city at home two massive games and you keep going we're still unbeaten we're, we're clear at the top no matter what way you look at it and yeah. we will, will move on and it should act as a lesson that if you're not on it in this league with fans back in the grounds it can get fucking sticky it can get hairy and, look, we live to tell the tale, I feel, because if we had a one yesterday, we've put a still-been top of the league, I reckon, I think, on whatever way it worked out. But, a let-off, I feel. A let-off for a bad performance.
1: Yeah, and just I I think you, I think a let-off, and I think something where you, it's just a little reminder that you have to be completely honest. You're a brilliant football side, You play great football. You, you mix it with anyone. But if you, if you don't apply yourself to the levels that Liverpool expect you to apply, apply, apply to, this is what can happen. And I think, you know what, sometimes you need it. Sometimes you do need it. Because like you said, Shani, we, if we if we'd have won that yesterday 4-2, right, you'd be coming away going, yeah, they had a goal, but we won 4-2. And it nearly consolidates that sort of, are we turned up on one thing. And it can hurt you in a bigger game next week or the week after or the week after that. So it's one of those. Grizz, um, I want to start with you with man of the match. Can I jump
2: in with something yeah. very quick before we go on Gosh, to man of the match? Just something very quick. It's something that's going on in the chat. I can see loads of people commenting saying, Oh, City hop off them, Chelsea will hop off them. That's not how it works. City got um well Nilal was it at home against Southampton? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Man United you know beating a home by Villa. Yes, that's not, you know, just because Liverpool didn't beat Brentford and City beat Brentford, it doesn't mean that the team on the day performed and they performed well yesterday. They were up for it. They played Arsenal there in the first day of the season, but that's the biggest match they've had so far. Liverpool in their place was rocking half kick kickoff. That was a big, big, huge game for them. Who knows when they play City? Who knows what state they'll be in? So it doesn't matter if City hop off them or not. We could hop off Southampton. Doesn't mean anything. Do you know what I mean? So we have to get that idea out of our head. Just because City would beat them, are you know, big deal. We can beat them at Anfield. We can beat any team. We have to stop thinking. Well, oh well, we didn't beat them, but City will beat them. Who cares? The
3: flip, the flip side of that cave is we will be better sides than Brentford this year. Yeah. But on on the other side of the coin, we will actually be beaten by teams who are worse than them. Yeah, and that is 100%. coming down the line. So that's that's what it is. Yeah, that—that's football. It, like, you, we have no divine right to win every fucking game. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's the way. If you don't show up, you could get turned over. Like, everyone's gone mad about transfers already in the fucking
1: chat. <laughs> I was fucking mad <laughs> um, because uh, you, Jamrock me Jamrock. Me Jamrock you says
3: FIFA 22 has early access out tonight and book and sign all the players you
1: want Jamrock <laughs> says horrible draw uh, Basuma rumour I don't know, what about rumor. know what about rumor? Like, anything about a Basuma rumour does anybody uh, know anything about a Basuma rumour has anyone read anything about a
3: sounds like an ice cream Basuma.
1: Yeah. rumour <laughs> but um, I haven't heard or read anything about Basuma. Uh, he's at Brighton He can go top of the league I think tomorrow yeah boy um, would he want to live yeah he uh,
0: are there, how many or points? What I will say, he's been one of the outstanding performers in the first six weeks. Yeah. He's been absolutely yeah. immense for Brian.
1: Yeah, he's playing for his move. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he doesn't get injured before his move. Um, but great as I get back to you, and I want to start with you, at man of the match.
0: Clear for me, um, young Curtis Jones, amazing 20 year old bloody hell, only gonna get, get better.
1: Okay, um, shiny.
3: Yeah, I can't, can't disagree with Jones thought he was very really good. Special mention to, to Mao, but that's just his level at the moment. We can't
2: be giving it to him every week.
1: Mm. Uh, Keith?
3: Yeah,
2: full house. So I agree. Echo what Sean, he said, Mao, he is what he is, but Curtis, I thought, was bang on it um, yesterday, and I think he deserves it. Before we move on as well, I was a bit annoyed with Brentford. I don't know if it's just me. They build out from the first kick-off. Do teams do this with every quality player that goes?
1: Yeah, well Lee had done it to him a couple of weeks ago yeah. as well.
2: Um, but did he do it to Kevin De Bruyne or Ronaldo or anything is it this is most uh, I don't know. specific. I don't know. but my issue as well, they had shit songs like it was all uh, you know, when Alison had half the ball or your shit uh, you know, all these sort of old school does there's, there's a bang of um, lower league off Brentford that we <laughs> need to shake off really quick, you know, the sort of the lads oh, who yeah. go away with England and all that. They need to Distance
3: themselves from that and act Premier League. Yeah. I like Norwich's evil twin, aren't
2: they? Yeah,
3: <laughs> was, it's just that was, that was a complete polar opposite to Norwich. Like, yeah, yeah. Norwich are just little yellow belly rollovers. Like, oh, yeah. wait, that's and that's why I thought Brentford they yeah. come up saying these fellas are up for a jolly like, but they're actually yeah. not. No, they are a, de- no, th- a decent
1: outfit. They yeah. yeah and in fairness, they were, they were very close again to the Premier League the year before they got into the Premier League and I wanted them to get in because they were out in the new stadium and the, the first game in the new stadium would have been a, a Premier League game but it wasn't to be but they're back in there. Um, don't talk to me about football chance because they're not the, the, they're not one that Derby was on today and my God, um, they would go four songs between them. They share one song, I think, and they uh, <laughs> take a lend of it off each other. But um, I, I'm going to go, I, I agree with all of you. I think Curtis Jones is the man of the match. I think, I think Fabinho struggled in midfield. I think Henderson... Um, the walk rate wasn't there from Henderson that you usually see. And I think Curtis Jones was trying to do a lot to cover um, different different parts of the pitch for Liverpool because of the players around them not being at their best. Um, so, well, yeah, I think Curtis Jones most definitely deserves man of the match. Um, just moving on, though, and I just, I'm going to give you the team each, right? So we're not here all night. But, um Chris, Give me the right team. Who would you like? Man City. Okay. So let's talk um, City. one yesterday. of the teams, bro?
0: No, well, so I've, I've, I've got
1: City. So you've said City, so you can have City. Okay. Um, they go and win at Chelsea yesterday. And yeah. I wasn't yeah. surprised because they went and they put pressure on Chelsea and they pressed Chelsea. And I don't think Chelsea have enough. For me, I don't think they have enough creativity wide in their full-back areas or in midfield to actually go and turn over people when they get pressed. And I think you've seen it for 20 minutes against Spurs last week, who we we'll get onto in a few minutes. How impressed were you by City, though?
0: Very impressed. That was uh, for me. That was the best performance by any team in the Premier League this season. Um, going to a cocksure, confident, arrogant almost Chelsea, and a manager who absolutely bottled it. He shat himself. But that's not taking anything. That's not taking anything away from Pep, because Pep, after all the mad selections he's picked for uh, against City, uh, against Chelsea. Picked an orthodox formation, the strongest lineup, and in a pivotal week for them bastards, because they've got their Chelsea, they've got PSG, and then they've got us. And we've known and we've suggested in the past that if Chelsea, uh, if City lose their head, they can be mentally fragile. And if you put pressure on them, so for example, if Chelsea had turned them over, PSG away anything can happen in that game. And we know we can definitely turn them off Anfield. That could be an absolute oh, shit show for them. And, and probably like, what, six, eight points behind us, lads? I'm not sure. Like about the points difference, but something like that. Instead, that performance sets them up. And this is why I'm slightly more angry and frustrated at the two points dropped against Brentford than maybe some of you, some of you in the chat. I'm v- slightly more frustrated because... I know next week's game could have been could have been could could have given us a bit more leeway so so for example, going them ahead one point ahead we could have be gained three points ahead and and some of some may have taken a draw next week. Now I think you know we really need to to beat them and that'll still be a mentally um, uh, a mental blow for them but I think yesterday's performance will inspire them. And I still say, I still say, despite Man United's glory, glory, and Chelsea's, you know, Lukaku and, and everything else, Tactical tactical, kill, they're calling, Tactical Tommy they're calling him or something, whatever, I still think Chelsea and us are the only teams that put 14, 15 wins in a row and, and blow this league apart. And if, if they beat us, if they beat us <laughs> next week, I'm just saying it, I'm not fucking saying they will, I'm saying if they beat us next week, that's the type of run they start when they win 14, 15 in a row.
1: Yeah. I think as, as much as Thomas Tuchel was given credit last week away to sports when he made one substitution that was fucking screaming at you from 20 minutes in and he was declared as a, a footballing genius last week, I think Pep done much the same yesterday. And what now, I mean by that is that I think if I was Pep Guardiola, the one thing I would have done before traveling to Chelsea would have sat down and watched that Champions League final again. And the lineup I picked and the way I approached it. And he went, and in in fairness, Pep did do something right in that he picked the players in the positions they play in. And he picked a formation that wasn't trying to be too clever by playing a centre midfielder up front. He went with it. But I think what Pep Guardiola would have seen in Chelsea yesterday was if you suffocate Chelsea, and what I mean by that is if you press them high, okay, and you basically leave one or two of their centre backs with the ball, and they, they have to be the one to play it forward you cut off all service to Romelu Lukaku and you cut off all service to anyone else around them, whether that be Koi Havertz or anybody else. And when you look at that midfield of Jorginho, Kante and Kovacic, for me, if you press them, I don't think they have enough about them to turn you and expose you. I genuinely don't. You know what I mean? Like, if if Chelsea went in there yesterday and had a, a Thiago, I think he's
0: harsh on Kovacic. I no, knew.
1: I don't I don't Kovacic think he has Kovacic. enough. I think Kovacic is, is, is a great engine in him and stuff like that. But I think City would have looked at them yesterday. And no, there's no point in... If, if you let Chelsea play and get the ball near Lukaku and players running off and you're in trouble, if you press them, I think Chelsea are in trouble. You've seen it against Spurs. You've seen it against Spurs. And Spurs are fucking woeful. Chelsea I mean, weren't great against Villa in no, the no, league.
2: It's, they won three it's, the mail, but they actually weren't great in the game. It is... I don't mean
3: to I'm not trying to be edgy here is there an element of Tuchel getting away with it a little bit because the way we see it is he was pragmatic when he came in they very nearly finished outside the top four yeah they got beaten in the FA Cup final and they win the Champions League final of course but he I reckon if they didn't win that Champions League I don't think he would have got sacked I don't think he I think he would have got I don't think he'd be playing trade the back defensive pragmatic football I think he stuck with that now because it actually got him the result last year, and he's just playing his way in with it now. Like he didn't I even sorry. said that. I don't think he would have had this approach that he had, and I think this is where they will become uh, undone in a title race because I don't actually think that that's his natural approach. His first thing to do last year when he came in was because they were a shambles on the lamp He literally, with the tools and the players that he had there, he literally said. I'm gonna make us really fucking hard to beat, and he did that, and he has done that. He's made them hard to beat. They're not pretty on the eye. Uh, they're eleven men behind the ball. I don't think it's we. Really, I don't think it's like this mental defensive setup. That that it, that just eleven men behind the ball, and then they have a fella who will take. If you give him two chances, you'll at least take one, and that's what Lukaku is. And they they. I don't think other than Lukaku, I don't think they're offensive quartet yeah. is great. I think Havert, I think Havertz is a very good player, but I think he has the tendencies to drift in in our games. I think Werner is rubbish. I genuinely do. I think he's an awful lad. Yeah, he doesn't look good at all. And I'm with you, Gav. I, uh, I think I do like Kovacic. I think he is a good player. I think he is technical and Kante is really, really good where he does. But Jorginho and Kante are they're very much specialist players. that Neat- are not go- that, They're not going to give you major headaches in terms of their attacking impetus on a game now Jorginho is more metronomic I think Tuchel is in a position now where I don't think he's playing the system he'd actually prefer to play with Chelsea if they had a lost that final last year his approach would have been different I think he is slightly getting away with it just just a little bit because they're way too pragmatic for my liking and if they go on now and win the league after being solid all year power to them but i don't think they will because they, the for me the winner of this league will be the winner of the mini league yeah. it will be the it will be the team who picks up the most points against the top 6 and i think with their approach um i can't see them being on top of that because you need to re- you need to remember for 25 minutes last week against Spurs. all over the shop they were all over the shop
1: you, and i all, mean and, and this and wasn't Spurs, an, it wasn't a following up It wasn't an impressive sports (laughs) press. It was very basic what Spurs done. And you see, I think uh, I think with Chelsea and look, I think they're a very, very, very good side. I think they'll be most definitely in the top four. And if things go right for them, they could end up in a proper title race with six, ten games to go. But I think the narrative around Chelsea is what's hurt teams early in the season. The actual narrative of oh, they've bought Lukaku, they're the complete fucking team now. And and teams and people are saying they'll suffer against teams that maybe they'll suffer against teams that park the bus. No, they won't, they'll thrive on that. Because what it means is it gives that team space and it gives them room and it gives players opportunity to put balls in boxes for likes of Havertz and you know, um Lukaku and wherever else and and to get chances for them. Whereas if you go out and press Chelsea in my opinion and do it well do it well and be very brave, I just don't think they have the players that can tone you and hurt you I just don't.
3: Yeah but like Tuchel, like this is completely unlike Tuchel anywhere he's been, Dortmund, Mainz, PSG, he hasn't been this sort of manager. Yeah. Now he's probably looking at I'll one, I'll one nil against the shite my way to a league, and, and that will do me. But because he knows no matter what he does at, at Chelsea, in two or three years, he's going to be out the gap anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it, it just seems like on a
1: one year deal rolling. But
3: that, that's why I think I think he is. Now, I'm not saying they're a bad side and he's a band manager. I think they are getting away with it a little bit in terms of the approach. That wouldn't wash with Chelsea fans. If they didn't win the Champions League last year, Chelsea
2: fans wouldn't be having this football. Yeah, Not at all. They wouldn't be having a bar. Do you know what? Something was said there about, um Graves I think said about Liverpool and City are the teams that can put them 10, 12, 13 game winning streaks together. I don't think Chelsea can do that. and um, They can shoot away to one nil. It's not to disrespect them. But I think if you go ahead against Chelsea and you cut off the supply to Lukaku, like It's very hard for them to switch the way they play. Now, they miss Mason now, but he's a great player. But if you don't, if they don't get it, if they get ahead of you, they're going to be hard to break down. But if you can get ahead of them, I think they will drop points with draws and silly points along the season that the likes of Liverpool and City. Won't with and look, I know we're bigging ourselves up, but we've seen it. We've seen Liverpool going on these runs where they'll turn draws into wins. Do you know what I mean? Whereas Chelsea, I think, will will stutter along the way, as will Man United. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out.
1: Grace, I have a, um, you got you got City, but i I'll get so I'm going to move on. I'm going to go to um, Shawnee and I want to talk Manchester United and they get beaten by Villa at Old Trafford um early yesterday. And I can't for the life of me understand why Bruno Fernandes is taking that penalty yesterday. And more I thought about it, I actually thought it was Ole Gunnar Solcher basically trying to go around the narrative that you'll see on social media and other places. Like, Ronaldo will be picking teams and Ronaldo will be making decisions. And Ole Gunnar Solcher decides that Bruno Fernandes is on penalties because I want to show people I make decisions at this club. Madness he's on that penalty yesterday for me yesterday, Sean. Yeah, like,
3: his record is not even that good, sure it's not. no. Like his record is more or less, I think it's probably 50 60 percent. He does miss, he has missed penalties in the past, but the biggest hasn't missed one like that. No, but the biggest exactly the biggest telltale for me yesterday, Gav, was his approach to the penalty. He changed his technique, yeah. Yeah. He didn't do, he hasn't, he didn't apply his normal, the hop, skip, and the jump penalty. Now, that would suggest he's under pressure.
2: Yeah, and in 100%. fairness,
3: I think Martinez does a very, very good job. He's and, fucking great, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like, he he was literally telling Ronaldo, yeah, you should take this penalty because he's going to yeah. miss it. Like, <laughs> they, 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 they translated it the saying, like, you should take it because he's going to miss. And he didn't just miss, he scored it. Now, I know people are turning around saying he's trying to do a Gerard Hodgson job where <laughs> Gerard scored it. I don't think so, because uh, I think it's a bit of a... The, the I think the lunatics are running the asylum now at United. It won't be yeah. shown before or long. Before that's what's happening there because the shield seems to be gone from uh, Ole now on the media. It does seem to be falling an awful lot on him now. You had him. He he takes a swipe at club during the week. The week previous he has a swipe at Ferdinand. The fella has more enemies than Batman now at this stage, and that's that's literally. the the cross he's going to create for his own back because that is a serious United squad and I won't have anyone tell me any different. If they got Conte in tomorrow, they would be there or thereabouts. There's no doubt about it. I think they have quality all over the pitch. I don't think missing one player in monkey area like the dm that they go about they're always short on a hundred million players. do you ever do you ever see yeah. that like you know they're always short of a 50 million man where nearly every one of their players cost 50 million and something something that nobody touched on yesterday in either match today or anything that i watched the injuries are starting to pile up shaw goes off yesterday and Maguire goes Maguire. off yesterday yeah. and before they know it they'll be going in and Varane hasn't pulled up trees there so i do think um looking at United's next 10, 11 games, I think Solskjaer will be under fierce pressure. And although Ronaldo, for me, is up there as the, one of the greatest footballers ever, I'm not sure he's in it for this shit. I, I'd say he's going to be looking around going, what the fuck? I didn't sign up for this. I didn't I didn't sign up for having to be dogging games out here. I'm at the beginning of sitting pretty in Italy for the last two years where 90% of the teams roll up and let you tickle la belly. Like, you don't get that in England, not in the Premier League. He, he's just not going to get that. He will score about boatload of goals. But is he is he the man you that's going to pull you out of Moira? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think United lack leadership everywhere. Everywhere. And that will tell in the end because I don't think Ole is a good manager. And I don't think they've a leader between the whole. Harry Maguire is a terrible captain. Harry yeah. Maguire is an awful captain. So, f- sadly for me, it look, looks like this is Solchar's final four long. It really does. It, it seems like this is a horse ready to go to the glue factory and get the bullet because they are literally <laughs> on the. the it, it's it's yes. coming. It's coming. So, the air war's nightmare. Winter's
0: coming. Winter is coming.
3: Yeah, exactly,
1: Grace. Winter is coming. But um, a few people said there he has a better record than Ronaldo um, at penalties. Um, I think they're fairly similar um, in, in record. What I'm saying is is that as the senior person in that conundrum, I thought Ronaldo would have t- taken it. And I think just, a lot of people would have expected Ronaldo to take it. And I think the decision for Bruno Fernandes to take that penalty goes beyond the record. I think it's it's for me, it, and I expect it from Sol now, The way he's going on, I expect him to be thinking about these things. Going, on. I'm important Fernandes on that to show people that that are saying that we, he's Ronaldo's doing this, and Ronaldo's and I'll show them I'm this and I'm that. He is like that, um, and he's, he's starting to show that. But it's a bit mad. But um, Keith, Arsenal beat Spurs today. Um, Arsenal played, in my opinion, okay. Okay.
0: Oh, come on, they were brilliant.
1: No, they, no, they weren't. No. They played okay. But I tell oh, you something, you, spores please. were absolutely and utterly appalling today. Yeah. Appalling yeah. today. And like Arsenal get three good goals. But when you look at where spores are for these three goals, it's absolutely and utterly criminal what's going on. And Keith, I'm gonna put it to you. Them players, he looks like he's lost them players already. And what I mean by that is that they don't want to play in midfield. They they don't want to chase. They don't want to press. They don't want to support each other. They played an Arsenal team today, Keith, with Jacques, um Partey and Odegaard in midfield and didn't back themselves to play football against those three. And that was absolutely an ugly criminal. Um, uh, people are saying give give them some credit. I am giving them credit. I thought Arsenal went about their business and got three good goals but didn't have to get out of second gear. You know, They didn't yeah. blow spores away. They just went and exposed spores who literally done it to themselves, Keith. It's mad to watch. I think he's lost them already.
2: And if you look at the sports team today, it's not like he's brought in 10 players and he's trying to integrate them. You mm-hmm. know, you go through Loris Tanganga, I know Tanganga's on your young lad coming in, Davinson, Sanchez, Eric Dour, Sergio Regalón, Deli Ali, and Ndombele, Son, Kane and Mare. You know, that's the sports team from last season. Yeah. They haven't they've they've signed, they've they've made some weird signings in fairness, um, as of Arsenal. But they just don't look like they're going anywhere, sports. I think, you know, he when when Nuno's at Wolves, he'd done a good job at the beginning there. But he was getting given the sort of best of Portugal. He was getting the Portuguese talent was all gone there. That was probably, you know, out of their out of their limits if if it wasn't for the Jorge Mendes link. And he was getting these players and he could get it. And if your familiarity, I suppose, is a good thing. You going to England and you've got a team with eight, nine, ten Portuguese players or Portuguese speakers. I'm not saying it's easier, but the spotlight isn't on you as much and you can start to build in. And he did. he done a good job there for a while. And then it started going a bit stale. And he's gone to sports. Now, he was about their fifth or sixth choice for that job. Oh, they couldn't blade and get anybody. Sean, he, he turned them down an all twice. They couldn't Sonny get a lead manager.
1: On and he couldn't come
2: back. Yeah, said, couldn't they get on the, the, the contract. Wouldn't take a digital cert. No. Um, but it's a mess of a club. We said this in the summer. It's a fucking mess. They were top of the league after three games, three scottery one nil wins. I know the best city. But they didn't look good. And people were talking about them. And you knew there was cracks there. And you're starting to see it. "I think, I think he's going to be one of the first managers getting the bullet. Oh, I don't think it can go on much longer like if they're getting so Gav I agree with you I think Arsenal were okay today and that's damning on sports that is absolutely damning it's not like Arsenal came out and you know the way we've done it to Arsenal we've done it to sports before where you come out and you blitz a team and you're electric I don't think Arsenal were that No, they didn't right. have to be they didn't have to be because what
3: I really with, like smith Rowe, lads yeah he's, he's a, quality, a great he's player.
1: Quality, and, and I want to great talk about player. that goal in particular because people are saying I'm not giving him enough credit watching that game today you knew, and Neville said it on the commentary. He said, "This is weird from sports, They don't seem to want to engage Arsenal. They want to, and it's. It wasn't like they were trying to, you know, shut up the crowd by by keeping the ball. They were literally not interested in playing football. They were giving it to their two centre backs who were hitting these diagonals, not passes, just lumping it up and hoping they could win flicks off it. And they, they and then when they lost it, they didn't press." They just stood back. And then even when they went to press, it was half-hearted. And, and that goal in particular, that comes from a dodgy pass from um, Ramsdale and goal, right? And Spurs go to press it. They half heartedly press it. And the, um, the the Arsenal player kind of gets in a bit of a tangle, but gets away with it. Literally goes to Tierney, who plays it like a ball along the ground into masses of space for Aubameyang to flicker onto a fella who actually his touches is brilliant and gets him going. But nobody's gone with him. Literally, okay. Spurs players are all standing around looking at this unfolding. And by the time Smith-Rowe gets into the box and pulls it back, uh, there's nobody there. on is putting out his leg for I don't know what. He's nowhere fucking near the thing. He doesn't go through. It was just watching it. It was a brilliant move from Arsenal, don't get me wrong. But it was so easy to do because Spurs half-heartedly pressed and then let one, two, three passes go. And next thing, Aubameyang's taking a shot on goal and nobody's going near the ball. And they just look like they don't want to put in the effort in. They just don't look like, Chris. I don't know. Am I going over the top on Spurs here? Am I not giving Arsenal enough credit here? Because I just felt watching that game today that it was a great win for Arsenal. It was one they needed because they beaten Norwich and they beaten Burnley and that can kind of paper some cracks. Yeah. But today, I'm not saying that paper cracks because Spurs were really, really bad. Arsenal done well, but they never get an easier North London derby than that, Chris.
0: I, I think you're spot on about Spurs. I think you're spot on about the manager. I think what Keith said as well about losing the players. And it it reminded me of, do you know how we've been going into games against Everton at Anfield, knowing or had the feel of how we know we're going to smash Everton. Arsenal had that feeling. Everton, like how Everton don't lay a glove. Do you remember when we went up three up about a season or two ago and then four up, you know, before as well? I do think... (laughs) I do think you're not giving Arsenal enough credit, but look, that's you, right? right. You and Arsenal don't get on. That's fine. But <laughs> I, I thought I you were
3: brilliant today. I thought
0: Arsenal were. Look, I've said it um, before, and people accuse me of being a, a Gris Teta fan, uh, an Arteta fan, fanboy. I've I, I've said when uh, the time to judge Arsenal this season is when he has his best defence uh, his best team out and the last three teams last the last three selections he's picked the last three um uh, wins has shown that they're not relegation fodder as people were calling them or whatever whatever of course they're miles away from the arsenal that we know of course they are but i genuinely think i genuinely think if he keeps his players fit because that back for because i rate gabriel I very, very much rate Tierney, you know, and, and this Ramsdale that we, we took the piss out of him, including me, has, has done That's a brilliant. very, very he's decent more. job so far, Keith. More. No, he has, he's performed that very admirably. Found that- uh, um and yeah, look, and we and and you guys touched upon Smith Rowe and Saka and Odegaard. Three very good technical, young, hungry players behind an experienced forward like um, Aubameyang, who we know, despite his you know social media extravagant side, has a record of scoring lots of goals in the Premier League since he's been there. So I, I think they would be okay, but that's about it. But but Spurs, yeah, I, I don't know where they go, Gav. Even if they do sack him, where the hell do Spurs go?
2: He would be going know. to
0: get
1: the blade and manage them. Do you know I don't what I mean? Know. Like it's watching, that? Watching that today, and and I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of Gary Neville, like by any stretch of the imagination. And I don't usually listen to him, um, but I happen to be listening today, and he he made a great point where he said, if you look at this side and what he done a couple of years ago with the Champions League, for and they played exciting football, they pressed you, they ran, they hurried, they created chances, they scored goals. and now you look at it, and there's a lot of them team, players still in that team. Or came in straight after and when they were still really really good and it just they look a shadow of themselves an absolute another shadow of themselves like there's no effort going on there's no emotion in them Harry Kane isn't screaming a balling at people he's taking shots from 40 yards because he's they needed a reset button grab and the
3: reset button
2: yeah, was yeah, selling Kane yeah, I, I'm wondering and how much it's, it's affecting Yeah, i I'm, I'm, I'm the wondering for him and for them it's absolutely yeah. blown
1: up in their face I'm wondering but, I'm wondering how much it's affecting them all that and I'm wondering how much it, it's affect him he and his reaction to it and his performance is affecting everyone around him.
3: He could have walked away from sports there and all of their fans would have been like, you know what, fair play to you, Hardy, you've done a lot for it. But it's getting to a stage now where it might get a little bit rotten because you can see sections of the fan base are sort of levelling at now. There's there's no excuse for lack of application. It doesn't matter what's happened. He just looks disinterested. He, looks, he doesn't look attached to the team as a whole. You could argue that they played better football when he wasn't there. I think they, uh, I don't know how they're going to sort it because didn't your man Fonseca come out saying that the reason why he took didn't take the sports job is because they literally told me that we're going to be playing defensive football this year. It's going to be negative. So we're not actually going to go for it in the end. And he said, right, well, okay, fair enough. Yeah, he also, He
1: also wanted some sort of bonus that he has in his yeah. contract in Italy that he don't do in England and he was like no I'm not having that either
3: but So it's just, it's just I'm not going to say it's sad for them the, the stadium looked great last night for the boxing um, and <clears throat> I can say that much but I don't know I think they needed a hard don't I
0: don't yeah, know where they go it's a, just I'm so like, strange I'm, to I'm, watch
3: I'm in that camp as well, Grace, because I think they needed the reset button. And for me, the reset yeah. button would have been the hundred million or so they would have got for Harry Kane without doubt. Which they still might even get in January. City no might chance. still be looking. I don't no, know. City... Really yeah, but they'd be
2: getting big they still they still might sell them.
0: They're not, like they've missed.
2: I think they've missed the boat there in the sense that they, if so. you're going to sign Harry Kane it's still going to cost you 100 million because he's English he's the England captain and, oh, this do and he does come with premium but, but I, I, but I just say, think they'll the look at different options now I think I will say one that. thing lads I know he's only
3: signed an new deal but we Get should be we should be rattling the cage there we keep saying it we keep saying it yeah but he's too old
1: now he's too old
0: now I don't like, know. You know what I mean? Like, when I say... Okay. Oh, how, much I mean, much, he, how much is he costing you? Do you know Riz, what I mean? I think oh, if you're
3: talking probably five or ten years ago, he's too old. I probably agree with you. But I, foot, football has completely changed. These fellas are playing till they're 35, 36 now, and a bother.
0: Oh, you yeah. Know, he's so, another one who's absolutely... You can see carrying on playing for another four or five years easily. I get all that. Yeah. I just think...
1: And I'm, totally I'm wondering, I'm, I'm even,
0: I'm I even think, I think we need to invest in a twenty-four, twenty-five year yeah, 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 maybe right, but yeah, a
3: bit of That's future
1: planning, mean. I think, as opposed to yeah, like, yeah, sign 18 Gav, months ago makes Gav, sense.
0: Because Gav, you make you know you mentioned something about this Spurs side near enough, near enough is the same spine as the one um, that played in the Champions League final a few years ago, right? And this is what we've all been barking on about. <laughs> Uh, throughout the legacy summer that this is what we don't want to you know we want a slowly a slowly succession planning where we don't end up with the same spine tiring out now of course I'm not saying we're fucking anything like that Spurs team but you know what I mean this is why it's important that we keep continuing to freshen up freshen up because they haven't They've yeah. lost their centre backs and they've replaced them with. They've lost probably two of the most Oi. reliable centre backs in Premier League in Alderweireld and Vertonghen Oi. and replaced them with Dyer and Sanchez. It's fucking mad.
1: Yeah, I think it's. Oi. I think it's very interesting to see. And and you know what? Even the way uh, Nuno answers questions with regard Kane and Kane's goal record this season doesn't seem to even name him. You know, yeah. he's asked about when he's kind of going. Well, we know what we have and we know what we yeah. can do, and I'm kind of going. We're well, just going to say our fucking player is great. There's, there's something not right there for me. And I think it's fair We, it we, sh- it we should have seen the right on the, the wall.
3: Yeah, big time guy. Like you said, the, we should have seen the right on the wall when they tried to get the fella back to manage them that they literally gave 15 million. Yeah. Yeah. The year previous. So it would speak volumes about the shit show that's going on behind closed doors there I suppose. My. I, I think they should stick with Nuno no matter how bad it gets because I actually don't know what they're going to do otherwise. It all it, depends,
1: it all depends, Johnny, on, on, on how what? big an influence Harry Kane is having in all this and Harry Kane's demeanour and Harry Kane, the way he's carrying on um, or the way he's carrying himself and training around the pitch is actually to do with this and does Nuno Espiro Santo turn around at some stage and go, you know what, he's not putting it in, he's taking shots from 40 fucking yards out which he done today which was ridiculous. And he's not pressing. He's not. and Does he need to go on a collision course? For him? I don't know. Well, um,
2: fans back in the stadium won't help because when they start billing results, if they're yeah. you know getting beaten and at home and they're getting hopped off, and the the bills come. Like I think Daniel Levy, he's not. Um, he's an astute when it comes to transfers. He's very astute at getting the best for his club. But I think he does listen when. The it starts to turn on a manager, and I think mm. they could end up doing something really rash. And where they go, they're not getting the top manager in there. They, they, they got turned down with five or six oh yeah, lads Unless, they, unless, because they, they don't think, have a screen, they don't have a washout believe. Yeah,
1: play the, that's the only thing that, because I think uh, Antonio Conte is sitting somewhere waiting for man. to, but Gabby already,
3: already wouldn't
1: go near them. No, I mean, with Conte, I think he's, he's waiting for Solchar to go with United. I think he's absolutely nailed on there. Um, but I, I don't know if Spurs could could change his mind. I know he went from and it didn't happen. But I don't know. Zero but
0: chance. I think there's
1: a zero yeah. chance because I think the United job is up in the air and I think that's the one Conte yeah. wants. Dave's
2: yeah. more likely the assault chair when he gets the bullet out of you know. You yeah. 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 know what I mean? Good that's the, the, the name. Yeah. And yeah, it's all gonna soldier chair or Frank Lampard or something. You know what I mean? That's the even the, if I was Graham telling, Potter, a couple of
0: people in the chat saying Graham Potter. Oh, Graham Potter <laughs> I'm telling you, he'd be mad to take that Spurs job. He's an up-and-coming yeah. English coach. He's yeah. a top-quality coach. He'd
2: you be know, a good he's... meal for them if they had the foresight to go for someone like him. It would. So they look at Dean Smith, Alastair Villa. You know he's what I mean? All he's all not all a traditional. Ten hag.
3: They should have been all yeah. ten-hag. They should have just got him. They should have just done whatever they can. Not that he's a brilliant coach. He just... He would have That's at least... Level. Yeah. He would have at least played... And like, yeah, Grigio, spot on. It's their level, and he would have played some sort of attacking football. But like, Spurs haven't won that in years. But the Tottenham fans used to love going the lane because they played great football. Yeah. Even on that Redknapp, they played brilliant. What they were famous around. for? Going back yeah. twenty years, Shani, that's what they were yeah. famous for. And that's, and that's what they Yeah, like, like Villas Bowers played decent football. Uh Harry Vennable had them playing good football. He had real good players, all out, and he had them playing good football. Pochettino raised the expectations of the fans by going close in the Premier League and the Champions League, and then all of a sudden they had this thing where we need to be winning fucking trophies. Well, yeah. in in the in the entire history of the club, they never had a sustained period of winning trophies ever. So, yeah. like, where are you getting these notions from? It's because they have a nice big stadium. No, and it's it's,
1: a sto- not- it's the only the only thing they ever look, the only look at is the style of play. It, that's all it is it's always like the, the, you know the Spurs yeah. way or the, the West Ham way or the you know and, and stuff like that and and it used to be the Liverpool way you know passing and it's not like that Liverpool anymore Liverpool just fucking run all over you if they have to they, they've evolved but it always seems to come back to some of these clubs the Arsenal way the Arsenal way was an absolute millstone around their neck for years Um, from about 2006 onwards where it had to be the Arsenal way well you know
3: the way like the Ferguson way now
1: is the ping now with United yeah but the, but the United way the United way was under Ferguson a lot of the time was they used oh, to sit oh. back and kill you on the break I think the Chelsea way is
3: the best You know, I think the Chelsea way is the best get a manager in he'll win the league one year he'll stink the gaff out we'll bring in another manager yeah. two yeah. years win the league get, yeah. that's the the, the numbers kind of show it, it, it
1: can't work yeah, yeah, but yeah anyway, but they, we better we leg it it's 20 to 12 we're acting the market now um should Thanks to everyone. Me. Thanks to everyone um in the chat. It's been really, really, really good. Um Shawnee, anything else before we go? No,
3: nothing. Oh. I just saying I just saying there that uh, Gazetto the Sport are at the releasing a big dossier about Ronaldo and Juventus. So apparently there's a massive inquisition going into what happened there and apparently he's getting torn apart by the Italian media. So to be honest with you, the fucking the circus rolls on across the bleeding. The end seventh Manchester yeah. United seems to be an absolute fucking shit show again.
2: Uh, practically why, paid
3: United to take them for fuck's sake. Way sooner than I expected. So uh it should it should be a good watch. Have a look at that.
1: Okay, keep an eye up. Grizz, anything else before we go?
0: <clears throat> Sorry. No, absolutely nothing.
1: Nothing. Okay, good stuff. Keith, anything else before we go?
2: That yellow gear isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I have to say, yeah, I have to great, say, it? it is. I love it. Well, I'm not into the yellow kits, right? But I, And the, the checkered bit looks very good. The retro, the Nike, the, the old school with the Nike row on it and the training gear and every all the range around it, I have to say, very impressed, very
0: impressed. It's just that trim. It's just that little yeah, but you don't even really notice it, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, you it's, don't notice it, yeah. You don't yeah.
1: Notice it. It's grand, looks good. I'm delighted now you've, yeah. you've come around. I'll
3: be wearing it next Sunday against so, um, well, yeah, you. Just
1: to annoy <laughs> everyone. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about that. Yeah. Keith's in there going, no, bang on for wearing it. It's fucking <laughs> gorgeous. It's the nicest
2: jersey you've ever had. It
1: looks um, great. But no, nothing else to add, Keith, other than that. Other than nah, from the start a jersey to be at 20 12 at night. Okay. we could do a good jersey debate couldn't we like that um, <laughs> this week on the LSE Day Trippers the forum is back tomorrow uh, Tuesday we play Porto on Tuesday don't we so it's uh, pre and post match for Porto the midweek fix on Wednesday Carnage on Thursday sports unplugged on Friday and nothing on Saturday a day off and we've pre post match and the fatback for following the game against C at Anfield um, last thing the Siena campaign has gone above 100,000 euros it's at a hundred and two thousand currently. What they done was they had um they had big fundraisers that they'd done and we're waiting on the money, so they've they've, they've put the money in there waiting for it to arrive. So that's brought them up over a hundred thousand, eighteen thousand to go, which is nothing absolutely nothing eighteen thousand. so we're going to keep pushing this on every show this week and into the following week and the week after that and when we get to the international break we're going to try to do something for three or four hours where we just have a load of crack and there's going to be one link on the screen and that's the only link and the only message going up and that's where you're going to donate and help us get to the 120k and if you do it's going to be for me the biggest achievement this channel has ever done in my opinion right um That is it. That's the fat pack for. Enjoy the whatever's left of your Sunday about fifteen minutes. Enjoy the rest of the week. Make sure you like on the way out. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. And enjoy all the shows coming uh, during the week too. Thanks to Keith. Thanks to Shani. Thanks to Grace. Over now.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.